0: You are listening to ARX Radio, a podcast about business, money, and self improvement. Number 1. What do you want to be? How many times have you been asked that question? What do you want to be? I was asked plenty of times when I was growing up. I mean, if you ask me when I was four years old, my answer would have been like I'm going to be a pirate. Can you remember what you wanted to be when you were four years old? I appreciate that was a long time ago and you probably can't so I did a little research. My sister teaches a class of three to four year olds in the primary school of London. For me, she asked them the same question. What do you want to be? She wrote down their answers and then she gave them to me. Those answers were, first one I'm going to be a princess when I grow up. I think we've all heard that one before. Someone said I'm going to be the tooth fairy. I mean, I don't know if that's more or less realistic than the first one, to be honest. The third one, Iron Man fourth one, I'm going to be on the X factor. And last but certainly not least, I'm going to kill all the baddies by chopping them up. I was a little bit worried when I heard that last one. I know you're probably thinking, why did you choose children for this question? Their answers are pretty unrealistic, right? I mean some of them are outright fairy tales. How many people do you know who has been on the X factor? See what didn't interest me was the answers themselves it was. How the children decided to answer the question itself. I spotted a pattern as soon as I wrote these down. You could probably see it because I've highlighted it for you to see it. Each and every one of these kids, well almost all of these kids answered with the words I'm going to be? They didn't say I want to be, they didn't say maybe. They answered with absolute conviction that the kid is going to be Iron Man. There's no doubt about it. Now I'm willing to bet metaphorically not physically, because I don't have the money to pay all you back if I lose. I'm willing to bet that when I ask the question of what you want to be. You answered inside your mind with the words I want to be? Let's be more specific. Some of you didn't answer with the words I want to be. Some of you answered with the words I don't know. It's a very common answer. So what's this say about you? Does it say you don't know what you want in life? Maybe, maybe it says you're just not sure that the thing you want to be is realistic enough to just say I'm going to be that thing. Maybe you're just superstitious. You think if you said I'm going to be a movie star and you jinx that any chance of you doing it altogether. So let's see what happened when I asked this question to adults instead of children. To do this I used a website called Reddit. A lot of you may know it. It's similar to social media pages like Facebook and Twitter. You can do all the same things differently. You can post anonymously. And that was the important part of my research that they could post anonymously. I believe if someone can post anonymously, they're not worrying about other people's opinions of the thing they're about to say, which means they can be honest. So in theory, and if you're anonymous, you can be honest. I gave it a little bit more context and they gave the children because it is the internet. And you know what the internet is like. So, the first answer I received was, I wanna be a small farmer, use horses instead of machines, trade produce with the neighbors, tend to the bees, power my house with solar energy. You know, slowly and quietly make the world a better place. Unfortunately, I'll be next to impossible to start something like that these days with industrialized agriculture and all that, but a dream is a dream, right? The second one, an animator I've been in love with cartoons my entire life. The only problem is I suck at art. The third one, I want to affect the world positively, on a large scale. How I get it is not important to me. The adults' answers had a pattern similar to those of the children. If you take out the context of each of the answers like I did with the children's you start to notice they all gave me the same answer. They all started differently they're all worded differently but they all came to the same conclusion so what I did is I paraphrased each answer so you can see the pattern I saw. Now you see each and every one of these people convinced me that they can't be what they want to be. I'm a stranger to these guys and they were anonymous yet they still decided to be pessimistic with their answers. Now what does that say about them? What they want to be isn't realistic. Perhaps what confused me was, the four-year-old said he was going to be Ironman but this guy the first guy said he wanted to be a farmer and then later said it was a dream. He said it was impossible. A farmer? It's not impossible to be a farmer. There are loads of them in the world. So what point did four-year-old Ironman become maybe a farmer? I think it's to do with a thing called social conditioning. Number two, social conditioning. Now, what social conditioning is? It's the environment you're raised in and how it affects your decisions in life. So, it's heavily influenced by things like the people who raised you, people you're raised with. It's also heavily influenced by your own experiences, I mean, we all know the phrase you learn from your mistakes, right? The idea is that you made a mistake once. Well, you did a thing once, which you now label a mistake because you didn't enjoy the outcome of that thing. So in the future, you're not going to do that thing again because you now consider it a mistake. That's a very small example of what social conditioning is. You've decided not to do this thing again because of experience. And I have a theory. My theory is as a child gets older and with age in ratio to their age, their expectations drop. So as you get older, your expectations to drop. Now, this I say theoretically, but I also say, as a victim of this cycle. I've been through this cycle hundreds of times growing up. I had so many dreams of grandeur I threw them away just as quickly. This is me at the age of 13. I know what you're thinking, this guy is a pioneer of fashion. Yes, my hair is red and blue at the same time, that'll trend in two years, you're welcome. At this age, I ditched the pirate dream by now, and I decided I'm going to be a violinist. At the violin teacher, I had the lessons. I was all set to go. It was better than that. My violin lessons ran over my English class. I mean it wasn't just an aspiring career choice. It was a get out of jail free card. This was awesome. However, my English teacher found out why I was bunking her class. I was off learning to play the violin so she had my class moved and this is the hard part. Grab tissues if you have them. She had my violin lessons moved to lunchtime. This was my favorite time. How was I supposed to give up snacks to go pluck some strings in some weird ass closet with some lady? I was not going to do that. So without further ado, I gave up on dream number to so let's fast forward to when I was 16. Like a fine wine, my fashion sense gets better with age, looking like someone who dropped out of skateboarding school. I happened to be single and because I was single, I also had a lot of spare time on my hands and with the spare time, I decided to play a lot of video games as a lot of us do. Now I was quite creative and quite an imaginative child growing up. I like to think I still am hopeful and I used to create stories in my head. Fictional stories with characters and arcs and all that kind of stuff. So I thought I would play a lot of video games. I like making stories when I combine these two and I can make a career out of it. I can be a video game designer. It's genius however I'm sure as a lot of you know if you're going into software programming you have to learn a thing called programs. So the first thing that I had to learn was one called basic and I don't know if you can tell by the name it was one of the easy ones. This was the single most depressing thing I'd ever done in my life, and this was stepping on a hundred-step ladder. How on earth was I going to climb that ladder if I couldn't get past the first step? I had to give this street map that streamed dead. So, let's fast forward to one of seventeen. My head was literally in the sand. I had so many dreams growing up and I threw them all away. At university leering over my shoulder saying, Hey Charlie, what do you want to be? What do you want to do? I couldn't answer that question. I needed help but who was going to help me? My career advisor. My parents, my friends, none of them could help me, could they because they didn't know what I wanted. Only I knew what I wanted but the problem was I couldn't focus on it. So what I needed to do was help myself and instead of telling you my experience in the next part of this story I want to bring you guys with me. Number three, Inner Voice versus Inner Doubt. I want you guys to go on what I call a visualization exercise because this is what I did a lot throughout my life and it might just help you answer the question we started with. But to do this I've invented a couple of characters just to explain the way your mind works. I've characterized them. It's a visual journey so you want to bring them with you on this journey. The first character is your inner voice. I like this guy. This the guy who tells you what you enjoy most and what you enjoy least. He's that part of your mind who tells you that classical music is soothing. It's that part of your mind who says electronic music is energizing and heights are scary and kittens are cute. This is the guy who holds the keys to everything that you enjoy i.e. he holds the keys to what it is you want. He holds the keys to what it is you want to be. However, the only reason you can't communicate with this guy is another guy is blocking you. Blocking your communication channel with your inner voice. This is called your inner doubt. This guy is a jerk. I don't like this guy. This is the guy who creates all your mental barriers. He creates the excuses that stop you from doing those things you want to enjoy. He's the guy who tells you classical music is dorky. He's the guy who tells you electronic music is samey, heights are dangerous. Kittens are expensive. He and the inner voice are in constant collision with each other. For that reason alone, for this visualization exercise, we're about to go on. I want you to ignore your inner doubt. Forget about it. He's not coming. Inner voice, yes. Inner doubt, no. So, close your eyes if it helps you visualize. You're looking at yourself in a mirror. Make eye contact with yourself a little bit of good but that's you. This is a special mirror. It's not a reflection of yourself of what you're looking at. It's a portal to an alternate dimension, this is another you. This guy is leading a slightly different light from yours. I want you to extract your mind from your head, and I want you to float through that mirror. Your mind is going inside that of the other you. You're on the other side of the mirror now. Looking back at yourself, can you see itself? Now, this universe that you're now in is identical to ours except for one different thing. As soon as you complete reading this book, a radio broadcast is heard. On this radio broadcast, we hear the world's gone end. A meteoroid is going to crash onto the surface of the earth and wipe out everything living or dead. We can't escape, we can't dig underground, and hide, we can't escape in a rocket. We're all doomed. Sorry, this is grim but it does have a point. Now what I want you to do is not think about what you're going to do with your final two weeks. I want you to think about what you're going to miss because of your untimely death. Think about it. That's for two weeks you're going to miss the launch of the next Star Wars movie. That's pretty disappointing, right? Now use this visualization exercise as a template. You can create another hundred scenarios just like it and the point is to find out what it is that you enjoy most in life. I did this a lot when I was 17 years old and I needed to see I pictured myself as a billionaire. What would happen if I had a billion pounds? You know that question, what would happen if you won the lottery? I would spend the money and buy a film studio so I could bring those stories I always had to life. You know through the film I pictured myself being famous. What did I do? I was famous for making films again. See this, there's a recurring theme through all my little visualizations was that I wanted to make films and they enlightened the answer. I wanted to make films and you know what I knew that for a lot longer than I let on but the only problem was those might you no doubt was telling me that was impossible. He was telling me that was a fairy tale dream, much like the guy on Reddit who thought being a farmer was a dream. I thought the same about filmmaking and now here we are 24 years old. Charlie stands before you. Do you know what I do? I run my own independent film company. I did it. I'm now doing as an effective part of the film industry. I'm bringing my stories to life. This is what I always wanted to do. I just ignored the fact that I wanted to do it because I doubted myself. And once you ignore, you're in a doubt and focus on your inner voice. You're able to realize why not just chase what it is I want. Why worry about whether or not it's possible? Why not just do it? When you think about having two weeks left on this earth, you realize I'm gonna die. So, what do you regret when you die? I regretted not ever chasing up this dream. So, I want to finish off this with a quotation that I think summarizes it better than I could in words. So, what I'm trying to tell you is that the sooner you can communicate with your inner voice and make it your outer voice ignoring your inner doubt, the sooner you can answer that question of what you want to be, and the sooner you can answer that question, what you want to be, the sooner you can take your dreams and turn them into realities. Number.